This room is very important. It's full of many leather-bound books. Many leather-bound books and many episodes of Remington Steel on VHS. Another edition of the Daily Screening Podcast. My name, as always, is Daily, and joining me this week, my partner in blue luminous crime, okay. Bart- Bartholomew Devon. Hey, Hel- how you doing? Hey, Bart, how you doing, man? Hey, uh, I'm all wh- right. Well, uh, yeah, we're all we're all all right today. What's thi- what is this? It's blue light. What does it do? It lights up blue. <laughs> all right. This is what happens when you give Stallone lines. <laughs> Uh, so yes, this week we are uh, we're talking Rambo three or uh, three quarters of the way through our Rambo rewatch. Um, but before we delve into all things Rambo, let's talk about the news. But first, it's the news. Yeah, we have a little bit a uh, little bit of a break. And well, you you were out of town. You were in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I was uh, all last week. So we're uh, recording a little bit later. We're recording Monday. Usually we would have done this earlier. Um, and in fact, since last week we recorded early, we record on like a Wednesday. So it's been like a week and a half since we. Uh, since we've done this damn thing, mm-hmm. so I got all sorts of stuff, and I, I assume our Rambo chat is going to be on the shorter side this evening. It, it typically is, yeah. Rambo. Uh, so I've got a bunch of a bunch of different things here that I think are going to be fun to talk about. Um, I think last time we talked, we well, yes, definitely. Last time we talked, we were uh, discussing the possibility that William Shatner was going to come back to Star Trek, that he was going to uh, have a role in this next Star Trek movie. Denny Crane. Yes, it, which led to your hilarious dissertation on the uh, emotional values of Boston Legal. By the ne- by the way, the next franchise we're going to watch is Boston, Boston Legal. Legal. No, yeah, not. great. Um, so uh, since then, uh, a couple developments on that story. First of all, uh, William Shatner sort of, he sort of confirmed that he had at least been approached. Um, he was speaking at a convention, I think, and, you know, whenever these things happen, especially because it's, uh, you know, J.J. Abrams is sort of, he's moved on to Star Wars, you know, directing capacity, but technically he's still producing the Star Trek movies. Like, these are still bad robot films. Um, so, you know, J.J. is the one who reached out uh, to Shatner, and he was speaking at a convention, and, you know, these things were always very hush-hush when Abrams is involved, especially, mm-hmm. but I think... You know, it was well, sort that, of, way, that way he can lie about it later. Yeah, exactly. So, well, there was like, you know, so the rumors that Shatner was going to maybe be in it, they sort of showed up on the internet and were on Twitter and stuff. And Shatner is very active on Twitter. Um, so I think he saw all of this stuff and assumed that it was kind of out there. And so when somebody asked him about it at the convention, he was like, yeah, well, they came to me and they said, oh, would you be interested? And I was like, yeah, okay, maybe. Like, let's, you know, if there's a good story and if there's a reason for me to be there, then sure. So um, he, you know, it's not a done deal yet. Um, but just uh, just this afternoon, Devin Faraci over at uh, Badass Digest uh, broke a, uh, you know, a little more detail uh, you know, so we're saying, okay, so this is supposed to be uh, a scene that they have written in for Shatner uh, that would have him alongside Nimoy um, as older Kirk and Spock. Um, the, you know, the new the new details here is that uh, there would not be this, Nimoy would not be playing Spock Prime. 
What the, the fuck? The two of them would be playing older versions of Chris Pine and Zach Quinto. And in fact, that all four of them are in the scene together. Well, let's not do that. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. I'm worried about the idea that this that this this new sort of franchise has now just become completely reliant on time travel as as a device you for know? bringing back old characters well and it's not even that but okay the first movie is completely centered around you know spock going back in time and changing the timeline yeah. the second movie it's not time travel but you've got khan who is cryogenically frozen he's a man out of time he wakes up in the future yeah. uh, so now we've got you what, realize he's good the new khan is just evil captain america yeah basically yes uh th- now we've got this, this concept of uh you know spock you know spock alternate spock and kirk coming back in time like old spock and kirk coming back in time to talk to their younger selves that's a lot of time travel all right there's only like, there's, listen, listen in listen. three movies we're gonna have basically three time travel stories like that's kind of ridiculous stupid. it's stupid listen there's only one reason i want to see any more well, this isn't really accurate. I was about to say there's only one reason I want to see any more Spock Prime. Yeah. Which is not true because I only want to see Spock Prime. I just don't want to see the new cast at all. Okay. Sort of defeats the purpose. You've been, like, completely soured on the whole thing now. Like, just... Okay, so here's my question here's, then. Here's the only way that they can make this work for me. It, like, if you really must have old cast members, and by old cast members, it should only be Spock Prime because they're the only ones who exist in this new universe right yeah as the original timeline characters yeah Yeah, he's the only prime character so bringing in shatner is just an incredibly bad idea anyway i like if so we know that spock prime is off doing something that is undoubtedly more interesting than what (laughs) new cast is doing so i would love to see for spock prime to be in a position where some shit like he's doing his shit and we get to see him for like half a movie and you know something ha- the crystalline entity attacks or fucking something <laughs> and 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 then the new cast has to come in and they come in and they blow it up and then leave and then we're just that's it <laughs> and, and that's it i don't want to see them they're worse see, but you you liked you i mean you came out of the first reboot pretty happy didn't you well it was a new story right no, no, it, no. Was, so, it wasn't a worse version of a good movie. Right. No, exactly. So, I mean, the second one, look, but the, but yeah, I guess my yeah, question yeah. is, have you been so soured uh, by the second movie that you no longer have any interest in any iteration of these characters or no, these stories? No, it's not that. But we're not talking about that. We're not talking about the quality or quality. We know the quality. We're not talking about the value, the intrinsic value of the new franchise. We're talking about the intrinsic value of rehashing old characters and frankly old actors in the within the universe of the new franchise. Well, that's, and that's that is something that they should not be doing. That's an interesting. If distinction. they went off and did something completely new, yeah, and it's just totally new, just new, period. Yeah. No. Well, okay. So then I can get behind that. Again. That's an interesting distinction because uh, you know if the idea is that Shatner will be playing you know alternate kirk that he is now the older version of chris pine and not you know his original kirk not prime kirk um then you know you know and we've talked about this before pine's kirk is very different from young shatner's kirk like his storyline is different his backstory his history like the way he makes decisions it's it's you know it's a a different iteration of that character so to see shatner play sort of like a slightly different take on his original character like Okay, that could be an interesting thing to see. Can I ask you one question? Sure. In all these years, 
have you ever once seen Shatner not play Shatner? Ever. Well, only in the original Star Trek before Ever? he was Ever? Shatner. Before he was Shatner. That, no, he was being himself. We just didn't know yet. <laughs> well, no, no, but that's the thing. Like, he, it's... Shatner, his, his, Shatner his, cannot play Pine. His, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, so that's the thing. He can't do it. Especially, especially at 75 years old. He can't not be Shatner now. Yeah. It's impossible. A George divided against itself <laughs> cannot stand. That's fair. And, and, like, it's just... It's, it's stupid. Well, I think this is, I mean, this is definitely... What they're doing is they are wearing out the goodwill of Star Trek fans. Yeah. I mean, I am a Trekkie. I have always been a Trekkie. I have always been a Trekkie before I've been a Star Wars person. Yeah, no, me too. And what they are doing is wearing out my goodwill for no real benefit Yeah. by bringing back old cast members because they think that I want to see them. If well, I, want I to think see it's the... mostly because it's the 50th anniversary. If I want to see, you know what they should do then? They should release the old movies in theaters again. I wouldn't be surprised just, to see just, something along those just lines. Just do that and let the new – this Divergent Universe do its own thing. Well, go it, do your own thing. It'll be. I'll be curious to see where they go from there because I feel like none of these actors are contracted after three movies. Um, and Were they going to terminate the whole franchise? Well, no, but I mean I, I guess my question is, you know – signing these guys are all movie essentially like movie stars now i mean you know back in whatever year it was i mean what was it 20 2009 yeah so 2009 or 2008 when they you know started mm -hmm. shooting mm -hmm. you know you could chris pine was basically nobody mm -hmm. zachary quinto had one tv show that everyone had grown weary of there's the bell tower. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're filming, we're recording in uh, Bart's childhood home, his ancestral home. My, uh, my parents are away, I'm house-sitting. Where there is a giant clock bell tower that tolls on the quarter hour. It's a grandfather so, clock. It's a, just a grandfather clock. So get used to that. Um, every 15 minutes, for, for those of you keeping track at home of how long this is running. It's going to be fun. Uh, that's one that's one yeah okay ah, but you ah, can ah. Uh, chris pine uh uh quinto uh uh quinto was a guy Quint Her he had one, uh, harold was a harold yeah uh but I mean, none of these guys were movie were like legit movie stars you know yeah uh, you could, you could, yeah, you could sign sake. zoe saldana you could sign simon Pegg, and it didn't cost an arm and a leg like you can't do that in 2014, you know? Yeah. Uh, Zoe Saldana is in, you know, the, one of the stars of the biggest grossing movie of this year, which, who's going to do, like, three, seven more of those movies, you which, know? Which, by the way, I have now paid for admission to three times. Well done. I fault you not at all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I, I feel like it's probably unlikely mm. that they're going to sign these guys to more movies. Well, like, what the fuck are they going to do then? Well, so that's the question is, do you, you know, do they do... Uh, you know, do they continue to do more movies with, uh, you know, a different cast, well, of, gonna a, different, a different ship, like a different spinoff? What, what, are they going to fucking reboot the whole franchise again? I, well, I don't think they reboot it. I would be, I think it's probably more likely that they would bring it back to TV. And they've been saying for, for a little while now that they have no interest in bringing Star Trek to TV, that they're very much focused on it as a, you know, a major tentpole franchise. But Star I wouldn't Trek be surprised. Has always belonged on TV. Yeah, exactly. It is a TV show. I agree. It I is wouldn't... episodic. Yeah. <sighs> and that, like, that's the it's that that long form nature that allows you to actually kind of tell these small, interesting stories, which is what Star Trek was kind of all about. These little morality mm -hmm. tales and stuff. And it keeps it from being needlessly 
grandiose. Yeah. Like, like, when you don't have the burden of trying to be epic, mm-hmm. you can be much better. Yeah. And it, I mean, and that's why the movies, some of the movies were really kind of stood out because you were used to these kind of small scale stories. And then it was like, oh, then they got some money and they made a big movie. And oh, they got big, like, here's a big, you know, space fight and stuff like that. Whereas now, it's you know, it's curious to think if it doesn't don't suffer the sort of uh, reverse syndrome where now a TV show would feel too small. You know, for people who uh, like this, you know, Pine and Quinto, like that's their entry point to Star Trek, like young audiences today and well, people who never got into Star Trek before, but maybe got into it with these movies. Like, what was your favorite part of Star Trek? Colon into darkness. Um, really? I'm tempted to say when it was over. Uh, well, but OK, I mean, yes, but. I mean, probably Admiral RoboCop. Admiral, just the presence of Peter Weller made me really happy. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm asking you. What I'm asking you is, of all the events that happened in the plot of oh. the movie, what was your favorite part? Like, what was your favorite part of the whole movie? Most enjoyable part to watch? Um, probably the. Well, say that. I mean. There, so there are like the big action set pieces, like the the uh, the space jump when they jump from one ship to the next. That's crap. Or or the you know the fight the you know the spaceship fight at the end. But I actually really like uh, when uh, when when Scotty quits. When 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 Scotty draws a line in the sand and says, "This is not what Starfleet is all about. We're explorers," and he quits. And then he has to go off on his own little fact-finding mission. Like, that feels like the most Star Trek thing in that movie. Yes. that I was going to say the thing at the beginning. The little opening thing with the people who are... Yeah, oh, that's great, too. Because, yeah, absolutely. Like, not because it's good Star Trek, but because it's a little episode. Yeah, and it that, is. Which is why the Scotty thing is it's a little episode. Yep, absolutely. And that feels right. Mm-hmm. And this whole... Uh, Grant, just like... Ne- oh, like oh, just everything about that movie was unnecessary. Yeah, but I don't. But I also feel like you know they could redeem themselves. Like you could have a bad movie. Star Trek, the original Star Trek, had plenty of bad movies. In fact, they had th- about three of them out yeah, of it six. Was, it was every. So, it was every other one. Yeah. So there, you know, there have been plenty of bad Star Trek movies in the past. I think you know because they Star certainly... Trek doesn't belong in movies. So yeah, look. So we'll see. We'll see where this actually goes. And like I said, Shatner hasn't actually signed on the dotted line. This isn't a done deal yet. Um, please have a good sense but i i suspect it's gonna happen at this point like if it's really you know the reason he didn't want to do this before was because he felt like it was just a glorified cameo that you know there was no value to kirk's presence in uh in the last movie and or in the in the first abrams movie that it was just sort of like hey we're get we got shatner for the sake of getting shatner but he didn't really have anything to do there um this feels like they are really are chasing him they really want him and uh, you know they're they're gonna give him a reason to show up basically. So I think this is gonna happen. Couple of quick hits here. Yeah. Um, the uh, this past Saturday, very sad. Uh, the first Saturday in like fifty years where there were no Saturday morning cartoons on television. What? You must have heard this story. Saw this story. Oh, you you were out of town, so maybe you didn't. Hmm. Uh, yeah. The the last of the Saturday morning cartoons aired like two weeks ago. Um, there, there are no more, there are no more cartoons on Saturday mornings. Where the hell was it? Out of curiosity. Oh, I, God knows at this point. I mean, I, I tried to watch Saturday morning cartoons, 
uh, a couple years ago, like with my brother at one point, I think. And that was, I mean, look, my brother just graduated from college. So the last time my brother was young enough to watch Saturday morning cartoons, I tried to watch with him and I was like, this is all some bullshit. I don't, this is, this is all, this is all terrible. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's not, uh, this is a, you know, it's an interesting, I think this is one of those, uh, side effects of, TiVo well not TiVo but you know uh the rise of streaming content and little kids they don't necessarily want to wake get they don't necessarily wake up and turn on the TV they wake up and they pick up their dad's tablet or you know their mom's iPhone or whatever it is and they play a game there or they 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 pull up Netflix or you know whatever it is so you know they the more early morning stuff is now you know, news programming and it, the demographic has shifted a little bit. You know, the networks aren't weren't finding an audience for those for those early morning Saturday cartoons. Well, that makes me, you know, I mean, not that I was like I said, not like I was watching Saturday morning cartoons or anything, but that still kind of makes me a little bit sad inside. It's like that's a that's an era. It's like what was your, fifty years. What was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon? Uh, so our prime would have been uh, Real Ghostbusters. Uh, Ninja Turtles, yeah. uh, Voltron, yeah. uh, X Men, X Men for sure. Uh, we were a little bit older at that point. Yeah, yeah. But they, but that show was good. But uh, yeah, X-Men at least was at the X-Men. beginning it was exactly. Good. Um, <laughs> before it got stupid. That's. But yeah, I remember watching those. those are probably the big ones. For you me. Do you remember watching Captain N? Oh, and uh, Thundercats. Yeah, Thundercats and He Man, of course. Well, yeah. And GI Joe and GI Joe for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, now you can yeah. only watch G- now G- for GI Joe, and now it's just P- those those, <laughs> those PSAs. PSAs. <laughs> body massage, body massage. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, I think this is just you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's a relic of of an of a different time, you know, where I I think, and it's interesting because this actually kind of connects to the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is um, so that's that's sort of I think a, a really direct impact that you know Netflix. Uh, you know, streaming video services where it's just, hey, well, here, you know, little kids know how to pick up the iPad and which app to launch so that they can find the mm. show that they want to watch. Um, so that's sort of the the streaming impact on television. Yeah. Um, there's a, another really interesting in the last week or so uh, development uh, when it comes to uh, theater owners. Hmm. Um, so there is this uh, about to hit sequel long after the fact sequel essentially to uh crouching tiger hidden dragon what yeah what are they calling this one it's called couching crouching crouching couching tiger we're all gonna start making that mistake again uh it's called crouching tiger hidden dragon uh i think the green legend i think what the the name of the sword was like the green legend or something like that so that it's just colon the green legend it's it's about it's about the sword i think michelle yao is in it and I don't think any of the other cast members come have come back. I think it's all other different. I forgot characters. all about her. Yeah. Um, but uh, so so this 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 movie was you know it was shot it was you know produced and it didn't have a distributor. Yeah. So Netflix picked it up for distribution. Interesting. And they announced that it was going to premiere on Netflix. And in IMAX theaters. Oh. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And here's what happened. Within 48 hours, 
every major theater chain, AMC, Regal, Cinemark, they all came back and said, yeah, we're not going to show that in our IMAX theaters. If you want to premiere a movie in theaters, you premiere it in our theaters. Like, we're not going to show your movie on our big premium IMAX screen while, you know, you're also siphoning away all of our ticket sales because people who don't want to pay for IMAX are watching this at home. You know, like if you want to show it in the theaters, you show it in the theaters. You don't get to cherry pick which of our theaters you're going to show it in, basically. So they have all refused to show it in IMAX. So Uh here in the States, if you want to see this movie in IMAX, you're going to have to find like an aquarium or a science museum or some other like public IMAX theater. I mean, is that what they're doing? Yeah. I mean, they're sticking with this deal. Because, uh, honestly, I think for the for Netflix, I think they kind of don't care because uh, they're still going to – like they're going to premiere it online. They're still going to get the, their numbers there. Um, and where they're not having this issue is where the movie's core audience is in China. In China, they've mm. got like 300 IMAX theaters all over the country that are all like primed and ready to show this movie mm. because they're not dummies there. Um, so, you know, it's, does it strike you as at all interesting that, you know, the big chain IMAX theaters, or at least it's true around here, are not real, are not real IMAX theaters. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that's true around here. That's not true everywhere, but it's true around here, but it's still true that the majority of IMAX branded theaters are not proper IMAX theaters. Yes. Um, there's been, uh, similar reactions in the past in a couple of very isolated incidents. Mm -hmm. Um, there was that. Ben Stiller, Eddie Murphy movie, the Brett Ratner one, uh, uh, Tower Heist. Everything you just said sounded terrible to me. I know, but you know what? Amazingly, that movie's not terrible. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not great, but that movie's okay. Eddie Murphy is actually like kind of like old Eddie Murphy. Like He's funny, which really? is great. Wow. And Alan Alda's the bad guy, so what's not oh, to love? Oh, well, that yeah. I, that's good. I'll watch Alan Alda in almost anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, so when that movie came out... Uh, whichever studio it was had you know they hatched this like cockamamie plan to sell like premium tickets to it where you could pay like 60 bucks seriously it was like 60 bucks and you could go see it uh like performed live by the actors (laughs) on the set as a play that sounds probably about worth 60 bucks fucking 60 bucks yeah no, it was like sixty bucks. For you sixty get... bucks, Ben Stiller will come and just do a dramatic reading by himself <laughs> in your house. Yeah, with uh, hair gel. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, no, it was like you got to see it a couple weeks early in like premium IMAX, uh, and I think you got a digital copy as well, like same day or something like that. That is not worth sixty. Well, yeah, and all the theaters were like, "No, we don't want, we don't want to do that. That's ter- no, we're not doing, we're not doing that." And they all balked, and they didn't end up doing that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, you don't see the theaters really kind of, like, standing up against the production companies or against the distributors that way. Um, so it's re- it's a really interesting kind of, you know, th- th- I, this kind of feels like a major sort of first shot because IMAX is not going to back down. They're going to they're gonna do what they're going to do. And, I mean, it's – in a way, this feels kind of isolated because, like I said, this it's – like a decade later, like nobody in, in in the states starts clamoring for a sequel to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You know, it's no. like it's not like this is a Marvel movie where well, there's there was a already, huge audience well, there, and people was, are actually going to like give a shit about how this thing rolls out. I feel like the Crouching Tiger spawned 
a small cadre of I don't want to call them Wu-Tang movies. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like Hero with Jet Li, which was called Hero for no reason. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, I mean, it was, I think, the thing that introduced American audiences to the Asian epic. You know, that not just the, like, martial arts film where it's like, a, you know, one lone hero or whatever, but the, like, you know, giant armies of people and, you know, huge battle scenes. I mean, yeah. like, the lord of the rings of like you know it's like samurai movies basically mm. um and that and tom cruise made one for yeah no reason there there but no there were a lot i mean crouching tiger was sort of because it was like it, you know it was academy award winning i think so i haven't seen that in a long time i have not seen that in quite when, some time. when is this premiering? the thing i remember close most about crouching tiger hidden dragon is that it has a like 35 minute flashback sequence in the middle of it that it is a flashback sequence that is so long that by the time they flash back forward you're like oh yeah this was all in the past i forgot i was watching a flashback and there's a cave right yeah yeah and and there's a a cliff uh, he like jumps off jumps off the cliff at the end yeah it's a whole something it's a whole thing uh so so yeah so it's not this isn't a movie that audiences are really going to get up in arms over it's sort of like it feels a little bit more like a curiosity case but i feel like it's now just a matter of time before this happens uh with a movie that people give a shit about mm. where you know a, you know the distributor is going to say hey this is what we're going to do and studios and uh theaters are going to are going to you know refuse and audiences are going to go what the fuck why won't you let us watch the movies why we want to watch the movies you know yeah well Netflix seems to have that problem. Yeah. Well, and so the other thing, and then the other thing that also made me laugh is that, again, even just within a few days of that announcement came this other announcement from Netflix that they have uh, signed Adam Sandler to do four movies uh, solely for Netflix. He's going to produce star in four movies that will premiere only on Netflix. How about I just watch... Waterboy and Billy Madison instead. I throw Happy Gilmore on that list. Yeah, I would. I would do that one too. Uh, but yeah, you eat pieces of shit for <laughs> breakfast. Classic. Um, yeah. Oh, Lee Trevino. No. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I, said, I, I can't believe you know that guy's name, by the way. Well, I, you know, I grew up playing golf, so I'm slowly but surely teaching my wife to play golf, and she actually is enjoying it. Believe that, it or not, that is a striking thing. Dude, to me. she bought golf clothes <laughs> of of her whoa, own whoa, accord. Whoa, 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 whoa! Is there a Tama Shanter? <laughs> I had nothing to do with this. Literally, like we were having a conversation about like things you could wear and she not wear on a golf course. Golf clothes. She spent like a half an hour on the internet looking at various skirts and shirts, and she bought a bunch. She bought a bunch of golf clothes. Oh my! So God. we could go play golf. She, oh she's God. into it. I love it. It's that's, great. That's astonishing. It's very exciting. You're going to teach me to play golf. It, anytime, sir. Any fucking time. All We've right. been going to the driving range in Saugus. In so- golf in, country in Saugus, in Mass. Saugus. Saugus. You can come whenever you like, sir. All right. Um, I don't know how to play golf. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Uh, she's a natural, too. I Literally. I am I, not surprised. I gave her, like, four pointers, and she was killing it. So she's going to be it, great. Is she better than you? No. But I've been playing since I was six, so, you know, that would be remarkable. <laughs> but not unprecedented. Not unprecedented. She is better than me at many things. So, I, you know, I, I assume that these Sandler Netflix movies are going to be comedies, 
um, because that seems like the most likely. I mean, I assume these are going to be Happy Madison produced uh, comedies, um, which like I haven't had an interest in in years. Basically, like all of his movies recently, all of his comedies have just been so terrible. We were, I was talking to someone about this the other day, and they said, "When is when is Adam Sandler going to hit like the Bill Murray phase of his career, where he like stops trying to pretend like he's still like twenty eight years old, and he just accepts the fact that he's like an older guy and starts making like more mature films, where he's like not making movies for like he tried sixteen year olds. He tried that. Well, he's done it a bunch of times, and every time he has, it's been fantastic. And I really wish he would keep doing it. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What what are you talking about? Uh, I'm talking about Punch Drunk Love, which I love. I, have, I, I haven't seen that. I have very bad associations with that. Movie. Yeah, Jamie doesn't like it either. I fucking love Punch Drunk Love. Okay, well, um, I'll watch. That. Like that, we'll put that on the list. Punch Drunk Love is great. Uh, Rain Over Me is really good. I haven't seen uh, that. It's him and Don Cheadle, uh, and where he's uh, like this traumatized guy, and it's it's fan, it's great. Um, and he he's got a new one uh, that Jamie and I just saw the other day. Uh, it's a big ensemble movie, so he's got kind of a smaller part in it. Uh, but it's Jason Reitman's new movie, Men, Women, and Children, which just came out. Mm. Um, and and I think he's really good, too. I think he has one of the better, more interesting storylines in the movie. Um, it's a movie, like, you know, it's an ensemble, and it's a lot of uh, younger cast. It's most, of the, most of the cast are, like, high school kids. Mm-hmm. But there are a handful of adults in there. And uh, Sandler is, uh, he's married to Rosemary DeWitt, and uh, they are basically, uh, they're a married couple, and, they, you know, the romance is is gone and so they each start cheating on each other and no and and neither one knows it um but it's like it's this really interesting kind of arc uh and he sort of has the sort of the more fascinating half of the of the relationship um and especially in the resolution like it's it's this great scene and the way it all resolves uh, that he just totally pulls off Uh, and there's another great there's a great moment even earlier like where this sort of the, the plot kind of turns a little bit and it's completely uh, nonverbal. He doesn't have any dialogue. He just, it's just like him looking basically. Uh, but it's just, Oh man, it's, it's so good. He just conveys so much. Um, and like, I just, I want to see him embrace that. Like I want to see more serious Adam Sandler. I want to see Adam Sandler actually acting and not like doing the goofy voices. Like that was great when he was, 22 and i'm for the jeopardy and I'm, I'm bored with it it's like it's not funny anymore it's the you know the funny people thing where it's like he he made this conditional movie. is better <laughs> no, like no he, shampoo is better he made a whole movie about like making fun of himself for making shitty movies and then went on to make like a dozen more shitty movies it's like dude like what what why are you george why why are you embracing your george simmons like why, why don't you fucking move on from this shit? Like, you literally made a movie for a about there, how you're a terrible actor. For a why don't there, you learn that lesson? For a minute there, I swear to God, you were going to say, why are you embracing your George Foreman? Well, I mean, look. Or your Richard Simmons. And your Richard Simmons. We put them together, and you get George Simmons. Uh, Weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure that's how that character's name came about. Um, uh, so... Yeah, I mean, it's it's really disappointing. But again, I mean, that's, you know, Sandler, as much as terrible as his fucking movies might be, you know, the last couple of years, they're still fucking successful. Well. They still, I mean, they still make money. And the idea that he's going to make four movies for Netflix, which could take him out of a studio rotation to a certain degree, like, I don't think it's necessarily that it's going to be his next four movies are for Netflix. Yeah. Um, but 
know, the fact that he's going to be, you know, dedicating, you know, a lot of time and energy into these movies that are not going to play in theaters. Mm. I mean, that's, that's, that's a big, that's a big deal. You know, I mean, it'd be curious to see if Netflix really, you know, if they, these, if these movies, if any of these movies pay off, if that becomes their model, if they become more like the old studio system where they're just contracting actors, they're saying, hey, we're going to pay you to make a bunch of movies for us. Your next five movies are going to be Netflix movies, and, and we're going to pay you for it. Well, you know? I mean, do you know how many Netflix original series there have been? Uh, I mean, there have been a handful. I think there's another one that just started or is just coming out. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, I, I mean, there are certainly a couple of very obvious ones. Yeah, I mean, they started with Lilyhammer. And... I thought the first one was season four of Arrested Development. No, their very first original series was called Lilyhammer, um, and it wasn't very well received. They, I think, they did a second season, but like no one ever really gave a crap about that. It was like the, it was all they had at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, the Arrested Development, Orange Is the New Black. Well, that one was you know, House huge. of Cards. And that's also. And it's the thing, like a lot of them, they've had you know their success ratio has actually been very high. Um, and when it comes to movies, they've sort of taken the other approach, which is uh, sort of letting picking up stuff as distributors instead of commissioning movies and producing movies from scratch yeah. they go to festivals and they look for movies that they like and then they pick up the distribution rights and say yeah you'll premiere on netflix and also we'll try and put you in a handful of theaters like art house theaters or whatever um they, that's what they do a lot of documentaries because the documentaries are you know they're happy yeah. to be in any theaters and to have any kind of distribution so right, right. You know, that's kind of easy pickings for them to a certain degree. So, you know, it's I'll be curious to see which of those models kind of pays off. If it's, hey, we're just going to go to festivals and start picking up, you know, like indie movies and prestige movies. I mean, they had uh, uh, The Square, which was an Oscar-nominated documentary, uh, which I think probably should have won. And I was really sad that it didn't. Um, But, I mean, they've had Oscar-nominated films now. so well, whether whether or not they pick they stick I don't, with this they're not going to pick a model if netflix is good at one thing yeah it's playing the field yeah they're and, they're and, very agile yeah i mean they have i mean ever since they started streaming they've always had multiple approaches to everything yeah but yeah oh you know whether or not they sort of uh you know can which of these ideas sort of wins out or if one of them becomes more, way more successful than the other you know, because it's fine to do this to pick up stuff as a distributor when you're talking about like documentaries and art house films. But you know, are they going to suddenly? Are they going to eventually move into like blockbuster territory? Like, are they going to be, you know, behind producing major franchise tentpole films? Are they going to be, you know, trying to win the rights to like Marvel and DC characters? You know, like are 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 they going to start trying to pick up comic book franchises? You know, and trying to make that trying to make that big summer money. Um, or are they going to sort of go, hey, uh, Hugh Jackman, you're great. Let's do two movies for us. We'll pay you a bunch of money and we'll develop two movies for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like which of those ways is going to lead to success faster? I mean, the fact that they're literally sort of rebranding or, you know, rebuilding a model from like the 1920s is kind of fascinating to me. So yeah. well, I'm, I, I can't hey, wait. I I'm mean, curious to see if that pays off in any it way. It worked before. Yeah. So, hey, you know, who knows? Well, I mean, who else? Okay, I mean, who are the big distributors right now, really? Well, you've got, I mean. No, 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 I mean, like, I mean, straight competition for Netflix is we've got Amazon. 
Uh, you mean like in the streaming? Yeah, you've got net, you've got Amazon, you've got Netflix. Uh, Redbox just closed their streaming; they just shuttered their streaming service. I didn't know they had a streaming service. That's why they shut I it thought down. They were just the, the Redbox. In fact, every other in person, the grocery store, every other person I've said that to, that has been their exact reaction. Really, they had a streaming service? I didn't know that. Well, that was a stupid idea. Why they shut it down? No, I mean, um, yeah, but, you've got you've got Hulu, you've got Netflix, and you've got yeah, Amazon but, Prime. But, but Hulu doesn't have movies. Uh, Do they? they? Well, not they don't have original movies. Um, I mean, they've got original original TV shows, uh, mostly stuff that they have picked up overseas, and they're you know original to the U.S. I mostly think of Hulu as, oh uh, shit, I can't watch Saturday Night Live because it's on fucking Hulu, which I don't pay for. Right. That's what I think of Hulu. Literally, yeah. I don't know what else is on mm-hmm. Hulu. Sony has a streaming service called Crackle, but oh, it's sure they mostly do. just like old Sony movies. So, and it's like it's it's free and occasionally they have something that isn't on netflix or amazon but you know for the most part it's a lot of overlap so no i mean amazon amazon and and netflix are the big are the big streaming services i mean and and amazon's really the only one that's in the same league in terms of original content well let me ask you this which ones do you pay for i pay for uh netflix and i pay for Amazon Prime, mostly well, hold for the on. for the hold, shipping. Mostly, uh, I, I I got it. I got it for the free shipping. So did I. But that's not to say I don't use uh, streaming video. I actually use it quite a bit. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, Is it only because Jamie has a Kindle Fire? She yeah. She uses it for her Kindle. Um, it just depends. Sometimes there's stuff that's on Amazon that isn't on Netflix. Yeah, so I, I mean, will I will watch stuff there. That is literally the only time I use the Amazon streaming service. Yeah. Um, but. They, they've gone. They've actually made a, a good name for themselves uh, when with original content, more on the TV side. In fact, probably the most liked pilot I think that I've seen that I've like heard of this this fall, mm-hmm. um, or that I've seen reviews for this fall, is uh, Jeffrey Tambor's pilot on Amazon uh, called Transparent. Oh yeah, um, I've heard like about that one, ev- everybody is just raving about this show. Like every all the network shows. And even most of the cable shows are sort of like, yeah, no, some people really like it. Some people think it's really dumb. Or, you know, like the ones that have a lot of buzz behind them, like that Gotham show. It's like, oh, everyone was talking about that. And it's okay, but it's not great. It's 15 minutes later. It's true. Um, it's okay, but it's not great. Um, everybody, and I haven't gotten the chance to watch Transparent yet, but everybody says it's amazing. Hmm. Um, so, and, and they've got, you know, they've got a Chris Carter series. Like, they're, they're recruiting top talent. I mean, they're first big pilot season they had a show with john goodman for christ's sake you know mm. which is still on they're still making new episodes of that forgive me because i don't know but do you should i wait for the chimes no, it's, i think it's fine okay so do itunes and google have subscription services do they exist i know that google has a has a subscription like unlimited yeah music service um n- no not for video they don't. Neither, I mean, no, they neither? do. They do. They do uh, per basis rentals. Well, I know that, but, but I think but that's, that's what I'm it. saying. Is I like think they just do, you know, per per movie rentals. Both. Yeah. Both iTunes and and Google. And Google. Yeah, it's like, hey, I can rent this movie one time for you know ninety nine cents for, or two ninety nine or whatever. It's it two ninety nine technically, yeah. depending on what it yeah. is. Um, but that yeah, that's it. They don't have any kind of you know unlimited see because I know, feel monthly like fee service. I mean, I feel like the the only thing stopping those two services from getting into this market 
is working at a deal and that's it i mean they have the capacity they have the capability they have the libraries yeah. they have existing deals with studios of well, some kind yeah well and that's say that's the other interesting part about this <clears throat> is you know net when it so it's like netflix for example you know they can maybe play tough with uh with theater chains yeah a little bit because you know theater chains are you know they're on the decline they're not making money hand over fist they don't have the clout that they used to yeah um where they you know maybe have to tread a little lighter is with the major studios and with their production companies right because you know yes okay they want to compete and produce original content but at the same time you know their bread and butter is hey i want to be able to watch ghostbusters at the drop of a hat and when it's streaming and i can just click a button and mm-hmm. there it is and you know they can only do that because they have to make deals with the studios in order to license that content right, and if right. they step on too many toes on this you know on the studio side then suddenly they're you know all this they're going to start playing hardball uh renegotiating all those contracts mm-hmm. and as soon as netflix you know if they if a major studio really like dramatically cuts back on their titles you know, that's going to be a huge, uh, that's going to be a huge thorn in that. Well, I mean, it's certainly happened before. I remember yeah. for a while there, I was really enjoying watching uh, Ancient Aliens <laughs> on Netflix. Have you, you seen that show? You and you alone, Dude, sir. Dude, that show is awesome. <laughs> I that, mean, I believe you. Have you never seen any of that? I have not seen yeah, all any the, Ancient I mean, Aliens. All, all the, all the I mean, that sounds like my show. That sounds right no, up no, no, my no. alley. It's, it's amazing. All the History Network Oh stuff. yeah! Oh, uh, this cult. is the History Network. Yes, well, the History <laughs> Channel. No, Ancient Aliens is amazing. Yeah, it's just conspiracies about aliens visiting us in the ancient world. Oh wow! And there's this crazy guy with the hair. Oh, the guy with the hair. I've seen the meme with You've the guy, seen with, the the guy hair. with the hair. I haven't seen the show, but I've seen the meme of the guy with the I hair. I am yeah. telling you that whatever you think <laughs> the guy with the hair is like, he is like. <laughs> it's so amazing. <laughs> And the, but the best the best part about it is you get so into it while you're watching it, and you get to the end of the episode, and it always it's you know typically the way any of these shows would end, it, like it ends with a question, a series of questions, like, is this true? Did the aliens come and help the ancient Egyptians? And they just recap everything, and at the end, like, and then it's like roll credits, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> wait a minute. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like it would be my reaction on a weekly basis. But yes. it's so much fun. You get taken on this great journey. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, sign me up, man. Well, if Netflix could broker a deal with the History Channel again, <laughs> <laughs> we can watch that. Yeah. That's what we're doing next. We're just going to watch Agent Aliens on for the Daily Screen. All right. That sounds, that sounds, look, that sounds reasonable. I have um, decided what we should watch next, by the way. Oh, what should we watch next? I, I've given it some thought. Okay. And I know we, we talked about Predator. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have decided. Yeah. It's not Predator time. Okay, that's fair. And there aren't that many anyway. Right? No. Terminator. I love this decision. It's Terminator. I'm really excited about I've, this. I, because I have never watched them all yeah. together. Because this isn't the new one. Fuck one. yeah. No, yeah. I'm really excited about this. Because I was thinking about this the other day. I have only seen the first terminator once i think obviously i think, I the think second it's the same one, for me i've seen the second one a, thousand a times. million times it's awesome yeah and the third one you and i have seen together a couple times uh and the fourth one i've only seen once yeah. um so i yeah, love the no. third one yeah well i know the we, movie is so much fun do. uh it's so no I, I would love yeah no this is i'm very excited about this. i also we should definitely do this i also completely forgot about the third one for a minute there oh yeah it's like three which one is three 
<laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> oh, right. That the, one. The great one. Um, no, that sounds fantastic. Uh, I think we should, uh, I think we should definitely do that. I think we should, uh, do it in November. I think we should wait to the end of November okay. because there's, uh, well, well, maybe, I don't know. Let's see. There's some, like, there's some good October releases. There's some stuff I actually want to go see in the theater in October. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, November's got good prestige stuff coming out too. So I don't know. Maybe we'll just do it interspersed or something. Maybe we'll take a week off here or there or something. I mean, I, I, I also see no reason why we couldn't double feature them. We could do some double features things. too. I mean, it's, it's Terminator. Exactly. The only question, and my my point of hesitation here was whether we should discuss the Sarah, Sarah Connor, Connor Chronicles, Chronicles, which I actually would like to watch that, and I would totally watch those uh, like, you know, just offline uh, uh, after we watch all the movies. Um, because I, I, I watched like, I think I saw the whole first season when it aired, and then I lost the thread a shortly in the well, beginning of the second that's, season that's so. not your fault because it sort yeah. of goes crazy yeah no um, no I, I mean like uh i just like i just stopped watching it it was like there were i wasn't watching tv or there were too many things on my dvr and i just i just stopped for first season's it, so. real good yeah i liked it i liked what i saw a lot yeah. so second uh, season gets i mean there's there only two seasons yeah exactly um and the second one gets weird but i don't remember enough about the first season that i'd like i would just start it scratch it two seasons the only two seasons i would just watch the whole thing so. yeah and it and it ends in a very awkward place because it left in a, in a on a cliffhanger for season right. three which yeah never which happened. never happened yeah so it's like uh no that's uh that's which a is pro- very exciting and it's plan. probably a good thing that season mm-hmm. three never happened because it would have there is no way that it wouldn't have run into continuity problems with the movies yeah just well no and way. i was gonna say and there's another movie on the way too oh is um there? yeah there's another movie on the way which is gonna completely i you know i think they're basically going <laughs> let's bring it all full circle uh i think they're basically going to like abrams verse like rewrite history kind of thing um the whole thing is rewriting history no i know i mean which where it, which feels much more appropriate to this franchise because yeah it's like in the dna of of the franchise um but uh no, they haven't given any kind of real clues as to what the plot is like, but we can infer some things in that uh, from the casting. In that Sarah Connor is played by Amelia Clark, who is uh, Daenerys Targaryen on uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Nah, uh, no idea. Okay. Um, well, you should get into Game of Thrones, sir. Is you it, stre- is it streaming anywhere? No, but I own them all. You can borrow my Blu-rays. Oh. So. Okay. Um, we should do that now. Yeah. Um, I have access to this beautiful parent TV that I have. There you go. Uh, so, so, but she's like, she's young. She's like, you know, late twenties, maybe. Okay. Um, so Sarah Connor, like young, young, youngish Sarah Connor, as opposed to the other Sarah Connor who was on that show. Well, yeah, no. So, uh, so she's. Uh, but my point is, like, she is like the age of Sarah Connor from like the first Terminator, basically. Um, there is a grown-up John Connor. There is a grown-up Kyle Reese, um, and uh, there is a uh, uh, a couple of other characters. Uh, I think Schwarzenegger's doing a thing, uh, and Matt Smith from Doctor Who has a part. And it, the, I know for a fact that the movie takes place in three different time eras. Uh, one of which is what are they calling it? Uh, there it's called okay well I'll get, I'll get to that in a second 
One of which is like the future, you know, the Skynet future. One of which is it's not called Terminator into Darkness. No, it's not. Uh, One one of the timers is like future Skynet future. One of them is like 1984. So again, like when the first Terminator came back and met Sarah Connor the first time, Mm -hmm. and then there is a third era of time which has not been revealed yet and i matt smith's character like exists entirely in that era and i think he is this a planned trilogy and like he's supposed to have a bigger part as it goes and so i don't know if that means like farther into the past farther into the future somewhere in between well i don't really know well but i mean you know when sarah connor chronicles yeah that's, that's like that's modern, yeah it's, it's high, like school high school modern, yeah john Aramon, yeah the title for the movie is uh terminator genesis except it's spelled g-e-n-e-s-y-s so what the fuck does that mean i don't know but it's like this is a this is a new trilogy is that be it's alternate a, skynet it maybe i mean this is a it I, it's it seems re- very clear that they're going to sort of rewrite the history of the franchise in a way that um you know basically negates all of the other movies but while also sort of keeping them canon you know um great so it's not a reboot it's sort of a you know a a reboot quill or whatever i don't know reboot quill reboot quill we'll go with that okay um so so i don't know we'll see where that goes but yeah no but i'm you know so i'm i'm yes let's let's watch terminator movies for fuck for fuck's sake let's do that i feel like it's a good choice yeah hell yeah all right done let's talk about rambo because we've been talking for almost an hour now so we should probably talk about rambo a little bit we've been procrastinating yeah yeah, i know but that's okay we don't have look there isn't a whole lot to talk about here okay um here's what this movie was it was almost almost like far gone enough to yeah. be hilarious and awesome mm-hmm. almost yeah it starts out very promising uh rambo is stick fighting in uh thailand um and he comes at, you know troutman comes to recruit troutman and red foreman for no reason what a waste we got i know we got so excited because i completely forgot that red foreman was in the movie and i was like oh man is he the charles napier of this movie because that would be awesome no, he has two scenes. He he was paid by the line, and he goes home. What year was RoboCop? RoboCop is... 86? Eight, no, it's 83. Uh, it's 84. 84? RoboCop is 84. This is four years after RoboCop? Yeah. And that's what they do with Red Foreman? I know. It's very sad. It's very it's very depressing. Jesus. Um but uh yeah so Trout- troutman goes off on a mission uh he tries to recruit robocop uh <laughs> tries to re- look okay if Tr- colonel troutman tried to recruit robocop i would be psyched uh <laughs> that, yes that, that is a mashup i can get behind uh no troutman comes to recruit rambo he turns him down and then Croutman, Croutman, good lord man troutman gets uh caught behind enemy lines and rambo's got to go bust him out that's your like your basic yeah your, shell of the story there's your hook right there right um what makes it kind of interesting is, you know, the the background of Rambo, you know, the the the, the defining characteristic of Rambo is that his, man running around in jungle. Well, it's it's his association with Vietnam. Right. You know, is that he we beat him. He's a Vietnam vet. He's suffering PTSD. Um, the second one is him having to go back to Vietnam and rescue POWs. Like he is the sort of Vietnam troubled Vietnam hero poster boy, um, except for Gary Sinise okay um but it's so it's interesting here in that the action all takes place 
uh, in Afghanistan in 1988. Um, and Afghanistan in 1988, that is basically that. And the movie tells us this very explicitly. That is the Soviet Union's Vietnam. You know, that is the Soviet Union tries to come in to Afghanistan and uh, the locals aren't having it. And it they become, you know, it becomes their quagmire where they're just you know, pouring in money and troops and, and artillery and, you know, weapons and, uh, and vehicles. And it's all just, you know, going down the tubes basically. Mm -hmm. And the U S was all too happy to just sit back and watch this all go down while, you know, also funding the Mujahideen, the, you know, the, the, the rebels, the freedom fighters, Mm -hmm. um, you know, giving them, uh, you know, money and weapons and training and supplies and all of this stuff. Um, now, obviously, with the sort of historical, you know, hindsight, 2020 hindsight here, you know, we... That's 2014 hindsight. Th- thank you. Uh, we can look back and, you know, it's... This movie is... At the end of the movie, it literally says that this movie is dedicated to the people of Afghanistan. I think it's the brave. The brave people, people of, of Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Because it's like, in the 80s, these guys were heroes. You know, mm-hmm. these guys, they were, they were the... They were the revolution. They were... These guys are fighting the good fight against these horrible, you know, uh, invaders, these these communist invaders. Um, and, that you know, they're doing they're doing what we aren't doing. You know, we're fighting a cold war. They're fighting. A, they're fighting a hot war. And, you know, it's it's our duty to sort of support these guys and to back them up uh, and, and to, you know, take on the end, you know, our enemy, our common enemy. And so to look at that today, we go, oh, yeah, no, Afghanistan, no, no, nobody makes movies to the brave people of Afghanistan anymore, you know, like, now, now, all, like, all of those things have been inverted now, of course. Um, so, but anyway, so it's, it's interesting to see uh, Rambo thrown into that situation because, you know, this is a movie where, you know, so Troutman is uh, caught by Soviet forces uh, in Afghanistan, and mm-hmm. uh, Rambo has to team up with the Mujahideen to you know, rescue, rescue his friend. So it's literally, it's basically Rambo joining the Viet Cong, but in the desert instead of in the jungle. Yeah. Um, Which is weird. You know, Rambo's got to become friends with all the Afghani holy warriors and, oh, they're just people like us. And that one they kid. Play, they play football with a dead sheep, just like, you know, just like us. <laughs> so like, they, they, you know, the movie really kind of stops to like, you know, paint these guys as, just you know good people who are being oppressed yeah. and why well, we should all love them they're good god-fearing american afghanis exactly so you know it that and the movie like the movie suffers for it the movie really kind of grinds to a halt during all that stuff oh it's um, terrible i don't want to see rambo making nice I, yeah right um and i definitely don't want to see him with a little kid sidekick rambo does not need his own short round well he's i mean that's the thing is he has a short round here yeah and you know what short round does he gets shot. That, that, that is true. Um, he's apparently also, like, an amazing covert warrior because at one point Rambo was crawling through a minefield. <laughs> poking he, at the dirt. Poking at the him. dirt with a knife. He gets all the way across the minefield, and then the kid runs up behind him. And he's like, where are we? Who are, what? How are you behind me? Like, that kid was following you through a minefield for and like, you didn't notice? For, like, five miles. It's not like it could just be, like, a jungle and he's, like, tra- trailing a little behind. Like, if we're in a minefield, that kid has got to be, like, right on your ass to make sure he doesn't go over a mine. How did you not notice that kid following you through the minefield? The best part is that 
when they get there and Rambo sees that the kid is there, he says, go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go back across the minefield. He doesn't even give him a giant knife to try and find mines. Nope. That's just dumb, Rambo. It's not smart. Mm-mm. Uh, he still got that necklace. He still got that. He still got that lucky necklace, well, Julian which, Nixon, which he gives to short. Gives round. to short round at the end because you know because he's short round. You short gotta round, love him. Yeah. Um, I disagree. Yeah. Um, again, we get we get like no. Uh, oh wait a minute, we almost forgot. We almost glossed over uh, in that stick fight at the beginning uh, the presence of Asian Burgess Meredith. Oh, I didn't gloss over. <laughs> I was saving him. <laughs> Because I guess we have to do this now. Asian Burgess Meredith is your heart of the Ghostbusters? Absolutely. (laughs) There is no question. So in the stick fight, there is a guy. And he... He's just he's There's like Thai Burgess Meredith. He's yeah. got the hat and a cigar and like he, and a, and a little sweater sweater. Yeah, yeah, I mean like he just is. He just is. Yeah. And There's like a quick shot of him at the beginning enough that you go, "Was that Asian Burgess Meredith?" And then as soon as the fight ends, he like walks right up to Rambo and like gives him his winnings and you're like, "Yeah, that is Asian Burgess. There is no two ways about <laughs> yeah, that." And he's absolutely my heart of the Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. No. I saw that and I was like, "There is no way. <laughs> there is nowhere this movie can go." that's gonna do better than that guy oh that is a fair point sir who's yours uh you know i think i'm gonna go with uh omar sharif um i don't know what we i never could figure out what that guy's name was um but uh he was like the soulful afghani freedom fighter he he, was the one who he had a real good mustache yes he did a very good mustache he gets he it's another one of those like he stops the movie so he can explain point blank to the camera about like why the plight of the afghani freedom fighter and whatnot but he shows up at the end with all the reinforcements and shit like i don't know that guy seems like a cool guy like he's got stories he's not a dick he seems like a he seems like a a good drinking buddy he's definitely a good choice yeah you know what i didn't like I didn't like how they replaced the PTSD, like, craziness yeah. of Rambo from First Blood mm-hmm. with sullenly staring into the middle distance all the time. Yeah, there's quite a bit of that. Was, uh... Although, you know what? I take that back. All, I mean, I feel like maybe the better choice is uh, Rambo's uh, sidekick guy uh, who... You know, you don't look like a tourist. You know, that guy. Like, that guy seems like he'd be a little more fun than Omar Sharif. That's Omar Sharif is not actually in this movie, for the record. He's just a guy who kind of looks like Omar Sharif, so that's what I refer to him as. But his, like... His... This week's racism yeah. brought to you by... <laughs> brought to you by the honorable brave people of Afghanistan. Oh, my God. Um, brought to you by Asian Virgin Mer- Virgis Meredith. That's better. Okay. Um... Yeah, no, I look, the, the pickings are very slim here. Uh, you know, it's not a fucking short round. Yeah, it, no, it's it's definitely not short round. Uh, I feel like Colonel Troutman would actually be a reasonable choice again. He, he was gets, like in the second one, yeah. no, but in like in the first well, one he he's kinda, pithy and hilarious. He gets to be a badass here, yeah, you know. Yeah, this one he actually gets to do some stuff. I mean, yeah, he gets he gets captured like immediately, but you know, when they bust out, like he, you know, he takes some guys out and uh, he gets he he has some moves. You realize that he's secretly Batman in this one. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Uh, please like, lay this on me. He he just he has the he has this ability. Mm-hmm. Well, he has the luck of Batman. Okay, for one thing. I mean, like so when he's captured, 
there are all these other people who have also been captured, and they're all nameless and faceless, and we don't know who they are, and we don't care, but they get killed in horrible ways. Uh, yeah, that's they're true. They're just like, this guy shot through the heart, this guy is burned with a flamethrower for absolutely no reason. You know what they do with, with Troutman? They punch him a couple of times. And, and they, they hang, hang him from a hook. They hang him by his hands. Yeah. A foot off the ground, and he's not, like, tied up there. There's just a guy holding the other end of the rope. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a few seconds of this. Just long enough for him to be like, no, I'll tell you, I'll talk. And they lower him down, and they go, where are the missiles? And he goes, no, no, no. Closer <laughs> than you think. <laughs> they say. They're up your ass. <laughs> they say, where are the missiles? They give that guy so many excuses to say missiles. Where are the nuclear vessels? Where are the nuclear missiles? Because we have to make sure you know I am Russian. We are the missiles. Like he, every I'm other line. I'm trying to has. find the nuclear vessels. <laughs> well, Alameda, I know they're in Alameda. Alameda. Where is Alameda? <laughs> uh, no, it, and I was gonna say the the Russian villains are are pretty terrible. They're, yeah, they're they're like cardboard cutouts basically. They have like no personality. Even even ogre the Russian the ogre Russian ogre who's like this giant like hulking guy. Uh, like he doesn't have any as, dialogue, no, he doesn't but, have any personality. As, He's just as, a huge, ugly dude. Yeah, but the thing is, like, as soon as he appears, you, know, I was like, oh, that guy's gonna get yeah, it. Yeah, there's gonna be a good this, fight with that this guy. This guy's gonna like die in awesome fashion, and he does and die he, in awesome he fashion. Does, and I was sure gonna enough, say the does. thing that saves the the thing that almost saves this movie in the end is that the finale action, I think, is actually much better it's actually than, pretty good. than Rambo Two. Um, well, you know, Rambo Two is not a good movie. No, 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 it's not. You, I, mean, I, it's think it's re- the, I think it's the worst one. I think that that might actually be fair. Because, I mean, it's it, it certainly feels like the most ridiculous. Like, there's no... This one at least attempts to actually tell a, a real story um, with actual supporting characters in, a like, a real location. I mean, the second one is just a really paper-thin attempt to... Like, hey, I'm gonna POWs and, and I'm gonna kill a bunch of guys and whatever. Like this one's got mm. some. It's it's got some actual themes that it's playing with. Uh, it it feels way more three dimensional than the second one does. The second one is just ridiculous. Like you've got the the expl- the guy who gets shot with the exploding arrow. Um, this one. Well, you have like you have some over the top action, but none of it feels like completely non sequitur, you know? Like it right, all feels like of a piece, you yeah, know? Right, right. Um there I mean, yes, okay, so Ogre gets killed, you know, he gets the pins pulled out of his grenade belt and he, while he's got a rope wrapped around his neck and then kicked, kicked into a it. hole so he gets his, his neck snaps and then he explodes while dangling in a cave. Like it's like that's pretty ridiculous, but it's like there's actually like a build to all of those things so that it actually makes sense in the moment, as opposed to when in the second one when Rambo just stands up out of nowhere, sh- stares a guy down, and then blows him and only him up with an exploding arrow. Right, like that's absurd. Or when he plays dead in the helicopter and shoots down the other helicopter, also ridiculous. Yeah. This one you I also sl- have I slept through that part. This one you also have the equally ridiculous like I, he plays chicken with a helicopter in a tank. He does. Cuz for some reason the big bad in this yeah. movie seems to think that if you are f- 
flying in a helicopter, you should probably do that at ground level and from straight ahead. From like straight, if on. you were in a tank, like, the advantage of being in a helicopter against a tank is that you could be directly above him and drop things on him, right? As opposed to let me fly yeah. straight at your face, uh, two feet off the ground, yeah. where your gun is directly pointed. At which, like, and I was, we were sitting there, and I was yelling, "Oh, please, please impale that helicopter <laughs> on the main turret of this tank." And that's exactly it, what happened. And that's exactly what happened. There's also the great, uh, where he, when, in the prison break, where he stiff arms that guy, he oh. clotheslines the guy. <laughs> and it's like, it's, a, it's almost a comedy beat because there's just a guy running down the hall, like towards the camera. And then you don't even know that Stallone is hiding there. It's just like out of nowhere. An arm, an, arm. <laughs> an arm just like shoots out from the side of the frame and, and takes him out. It's hilarious. It is really. Oh my God. Oh God. That's so great. And then um, there's, the, and then the, <laughs> the part when Rambo, and so he gets him, he like there's an explosion and a piece of wood impales him. Oh, basically, yeah. No, we gotta talk about that. Yeah, you know he breaks it off and then he runs away. Like the, remember, he was breaking in to rescue Troutman. Yes, which he does not do. No, he breaks in. <laughs> he just breaks in and blows a whole bunch of shit up. Gets the kid shot. Escapes through a sewer. And, and the and, whole time Bart is screaming at the screen. You forgot Troutman. Where's Troutman? <laughs> The funny, he was at Tratman's cell. He had the key in the keyhole. And then a guy comes down the stairs and he runs away. I was like, ass, he's right there. Oh, that is factually accurate. It's just like, you... And then he just goes and stiff arms that guy and runs away. And, like, and he comes back the next day by himself. In daylight. In daylight. In broad daylight. Like, you idiot. But no, so he gets he gets impaled on like a, a spike and right. Uh, anyway, so he's running around. He breaks it off. He's got the piece of wood in like through his torso. Manages to get out without Troutman. He gets to a place who is safe location. He's hiding in a cave. In a cave, and he uh, he takes a single he round, takes a single round out of the AK forty seven. Right, and sends off his sidekick in short round who's yeah. been shot, and then he uh, pushes out the wood. Opens the shell, pours the gunpowder from the shell into his torso. Yeah, it's not even like he just <laughs> spreads it around the wound. No, no. It's not like he's like, oh, he, I'm going to cover up like... the ends here. As soon as he took the one around, you were like, why is he? I said, oh, he's going to cauterize the wound. And I expected him to like, oh, I'm going to like pour it into my hand. I'm going to rub it around the outside. I'll ignite it. We'll get a little flame. It'll, you know, seal off my wound a little bit. No, no, no. He like he leans pour, over. He like tap, tap, tap. Yeah, like <laughs> he pours it into his abdomen, basically. Into the wound, lights it on fire. You see fire coming out of both sides of his torso. <laughs> Literally, fire coming out of both ends of the hole. It's a great effect, actually. It, it's it kind is. of fantastic. No, it is, and you just <laughs> and I'm just going. I don't think that would work. Yeah, no, I think he just set his appendix on fire. I think that's all that he managed to accomplish there. Yeah, and then he goes and climbs a mountain. Yeah, after that, because, like, you do. Cause, yeah. And he also has to rip his shirt off in the process. And as soon as he rips his shirt off, I was like, oh, he's probably going to, like, use it as a bandage or something. He's going to tie... No, no, no. He just no, rips he just, his shirt. I was like, why wouldn't you just take it off? <laughs> I always wish these movies were a little funnier. Like, I wish they had a li- just a little bit of, you know, tension break, a little comic relief. Yeah. Like, there's some unintentional comedy, I suppose. But, you know, there's... Other than the blue light gag like there's really no he never gets to just like say something funny well he gets even like, if he's not like sort of telling a joke in and of himself like you know in character telling a joke 
but like the audience never gets a chance to kind of laugh. Well, he gets a little bit of banter. Yeah. With uh, with Troutman. With Troutman at the, the end. The chemistry between between those two is fantastic. Richard Crenna and Stallone are just they've got like a really great back and forth. But it's but it's just there there are a couple little funny moments. Yeah. I mean, there's the part where they're hiding behind a rock, and and Troutman goes, um, "John, I'm sorry I got you involved with this." And Rambo goes. No, you're not. And he runs away. <laughs> he runs away. <laughs> <laughs> just like, <laughs> what? If nothing else, we have to give this movie credit for maintaining the strong the Rambo ballad. tradition <laughs> of ending with a power ballad. Although, you know, we don't see him sort of walking off sullenly into the well, middle no, distance. They're, they're driving off in a Jeep. Well, I was going to say, and I think that's, you know, the interesting thing they've here. they've both been shot. Well, you know, so there are two ways to look at this, I suppose. One is that, you know, this movie was not very successful not super well loved and you know it's easy to see why like this was sort of the logical end of the franchise from a business standpoint of like yeah yeah, the you know diminishing returns this was probably you weren't going to squeeze any more blood out of that rock um but thematically it does actually kind of feel like they brought they literally say at the beginning you need to come full circle you know like you need to be okay with who you are right, and you need right. to be, you know come back to the states and you know stop exiling yourself yeah and i mean that the movie ends with him and troutman driving off together you know yeah well i mean saying hey maybe we've gotten a little soft in the you know just a little bit you know so it's like okay he's that, that seemed weirdly odd. no it was an odd last line but you know it seems like he's kind of he's not trying to pretend he you know he's not trying to run from who he is uh and it, it feels almost like Rambo has found a little bit of peace or at least sort of a little bit of acceptance of himself. Yeah. And he's, it feels like, yeah, they're going, they're going home and maybe he can find a life for himself, you know? Maybe. Um, he did, he did have at least one random walk off into the, well, yeah. And there was one in the, like it just in the middle of the movie after, oh, the, yeah. camp, after the camp gets attacked. And it's just like, where are you going? Where are you fucking where going? Where are you going? Where are you going, Rambo? That whole place is, you just came from there. It's all burned out. Where are you going? But yeah, though, that power ballad at the end. Uh, so we've had uh, The Road is Long. Yes. We've had uh, Peace in Our Time. Which <laughs> makes no sense. No. And uh, this one is uh, He Ain't Heavy, Heavy, He's My Brother, which is pretty I think, great. I think this was the Troutman special. Yeah. I mean. He Ain't yeah. Heavy, He's My Brother. Exactly. Um, help us. So uh, I can't wait to see the. F- see now I'm excited. Like I was not looking forward to this one. Yeah. I I went to the liquor store. Like I got a pizza, <laughs> I got us a pizza, and I was like, I don't have any. My like my parents don't have anything to drink in the house, so I went to the liquor store and I I was looking for the golden monkeys because I was like I need high gravity beer for this one. <laughs> like, it's a wise choice. Fucking fucking ten ten percent. Yeah. Give me that. They were out. So I was like, Ugh. so I bought us twelve of some other thing. <laughs> anyway, and then uh, yeah, I was not looking forward to this one, but I am now really looking forward to the to the distant future yeah. one because two thousand eight. So it's quite quite a bit of time, eighty eight to two thousand eight. So it's twenty years. Twenty years later. Twenty years I later. Just want to know how they possibly could. Bring, I mean, is Richard Crenna in it? Is he? Uh, de- no, he's dead by is then. Is he dead? Okay. He's dead. Uh, he died in uh, oh. Six or oh seven, I think. Um, he he had just died shortly before. Uh, I mean, in this movie, he's sixty two years old. Like he's yeah. not a young guy even in this movie. No, uh, which makes his sort of ass kickery all the more impressive. I mean, he climbs that rope. Yeah, 
I couldn't fucking I climb. Fucking, all right. Um, so yeah, the and and yeah, I love Your that you asked. Rope. You asked me, uh, does Stallone <laughs> still have the hair in the in the fourth one? Yeah. The short answer is yes. I mean, is it, it, he's lost. He doesn't have the volumizing moose that he had back in '88. <laughs> like he doesn't have the luscious curls. It was and, ha- it's not an epic it was, mullet. It was hairspray. Yeah. Uh, it was but the he, 80s. But he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have Expendables you know, buzz cut. He's got, he's got, there's some length to his hair. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. Oh, his, I mean, the esca- his escalating haircut over the course of the three Rambo movies is just, by the end, it's like Rambo by Vidal Sassoon. Yeah, it's no, amazing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. But, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to watching the fourth one. Uh, I just bought it on Blu-ray. Uh, I'm really, really excited to break it in. Um, it's... I will say, uh, again, I've only watched it the one time, I think, but I've never uh, seen it. my recollection of it is that it is the movie that you always wanted these movies to be. Well, not counting the first one, because the first one is just, a, like, it's a great movie in its own way. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fourth one is, like, no, it's the, what you, yeah. you, when you hear, the way people talk about two and three, like, it's... Tell it's, me it has intentional humor. Uh, I, I mean, I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. Okay. You will laugh at the, you will laugh and cheer at the violence. I can tell you that much. Oh, good. The action is like far and away the best. Oh, good. So, okay. okay. Well, I'm glad um, they figured that out. The other thing I'm curious to see, so they're, you know, they're now having sort of getting the whole franchise in my head. Um, I, I'll be curious to see, first of all, if they also end with a power ballad. Because that seems appropriate. I really hope it's another Frank Stallone power ballad. But the other one, the other thing is uh, each what I again and I, which I didn't remember this, but uh, the other thing that each of these movies has is I call it like the trademark Rambo sequence where he, ha- you know, there's a bunch of guys he's getting chased by a bunch of guys in an enclosed area and, and he, he picks, picks them, them all off one, one at a time. One. Yeah, it's like the John McClane kind of yeah. the monster movie bit, you know. Yeah. In the first one, he's in the jungle, he's picking off all the guy, all the all the deputies. Yeah. Uh, in the second one, is he picking off the Viet Cong. Which like mo- that one's kind of disappointing. I feel like and yeah. most like there's the one really good bit where he's covered in mud, uh, but other than that, they're pretty disappointing. This one I thought was actually pretty good. Well, yeah, I mean it was he's, different. He's it was in a cave, cave it was a so cave. that's kind of that's kind of interesting. A lot he of places to hide. Yeah, yeah. The environment feels a little more interesting. Yeah. Uh, the second one feels like a rehash of the first one. This feels different. Yeah. Um, so I'll be curious. Well, the he's, third back, one, he's back in the jungle. The fourth one, he's he's back in the jungle. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be, you know, I'll be curious to see if there's, I don't remember if that bit is there. I mean, I feel like that bit has to be there, but I'll be curious to see how it sort of stacks up, yeah. um, to, uh, in, in light of the other three. So, yeah. um, but yeah, no. So, uh, so next, next week we'll be doing, uh, we'll be doing the fourth Rambo. We'll be finishing up our Rambo-thon. Well, here's a question now. Yeah. So you, you have purchased the first one and the fourth one, correct? Yes, I bought the first one and the fourth one on Blu-ray. So now having seen this third one, do you regret not buying the box set? Uh, no, because I don't think I would rewatch this one as often. Yeah, but you know, but like, you, but you and your insane I will say that completionist. It's, yeah, thing. Uh, that's true. I will say it's better than I remember it being. It's better than the second one. It, I, yeah, and like it's a more enjoyable movie than the second. one. Absolutely, I, I will. I even, did not fall asleep, even with the the you know all of the, uh, you know, basically good PR for the Mujahideen, like. Yeah. Which, like I said, a lot of that stuff, it the movie just completely comes to a complete stop when a lot of that yeah, stuff happens. Yeah, I mean, happens. that part was boring. Um, and you know how much they must have cut that down already. Oh, yeah, I know. I feel like there must have been just hours more of Stallone hanging out in the desert. Um, but, yeah, I do. I mean, 
it's it's i will say i will i'm certainly more willing to rewatch it than i would have been because yeah. i remember this one being like the worst one and i think you're right i think that i think the second one actually is the most disappointing out of all of them yeah. um i think this one has more silly batshit action but yeah no i don't i don't know i i, I think I'm, i think i'm okay with my decision to only purchase the last the first and the last one okay because i feel like when i want to scratch that rambo itch you know, like it's either one of two things. Either it's I want to watch PTSD, still young Stallone, or I think I want to watch the fourth one, and <laughs> and you'll see why next week. Well, where does the fourth one fall in terms of the uh, Expendables? It's between what the first one, and the second one. Uh, no, I think it's before all the Expendables. I Is that right? Don't oh. think so, man. Uh, the Expendables are uh, uh, 2010, 2012, 2014. So this came. I mean, I honestly, I don't think the Expendables happens without, without Rambo because Rambo was sort of the thing that you, you know there was Rocky Balboa, which was like, hey, Stallone can still Hold on a minute. can still act. Wait, 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 wait. So it's Rocky Balboa, Balboa was 06? Yeah. So it was it's 06 Rocky Balboa, Balboa, Rambo, Expendables. Yeah. That's... Like that's. I mean, and that's the trajectory. This sort of makes sense in a way. Yeah. Balboa sort of was like, hey, no, he could still like bring back these old characters. Uh, he could still he, he can hold his own in the boxing ring. He sort he seems sort of believable as a fighter. He's still jacked. He still kind of got it physically. And well, Rambo is like he could still but run so, around the well, jungle and and fuck I mean, some shit up. But the thing, but like the thing that made Balboa good was that it it, it you know um, it it values the fact that he's old. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. Like, like the training sequence. I, that's one of my favorite moves in the whole thing. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Like you, you, you can't. You can't do this. Hard running's out yep. because you, you've got arthritis. Yep. Yeah, calcium in your joints. So sparring is out. Yeah, I mean, I love that scene. Uh, yeah, no, the uh, and the fourth one also is huge. Like he's oh, no, he's a I tank. mean, like if you he's if you think massive. about like Rocky, yeah, as, like look at Rocky Four. He's little. He's tiny. He is. He's way to, little. Compared yeah. to Dolph Lundgren. No, and he's. Then, yeah, and then you know if you look at him as an old man, he's just he's just like big. Yeah, he's just a big dude, and he's still big in in Rambo too. Um, I yeah. mean, and and they address his age to a certain degree. I think I like I said I only my, I'm really my memories are a little hazy. I don't think can... I was sober the one time I watched it. So well, that's not surprising. Yeah. and you're not going to be this time. Yeah, either. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, no the uh, uh, and so that but those you know Rocky and Rambo coming back was sort of I think what sort of gave him enough goodwill to get something like the expendables off the ground so well hey man i'm just excited for more stallone i'm always i'm always excited for stallone <laughs> so i don't know i don't know what to tell you so, so there that is yeah uh well i think that well we're about to transition into schwarzenegger into schwarzenegger uh, we're just, just... by the way i love that schwarzenegger has come to grips with how ridiculous a person he is <laughs> Like he has properly entered the Bill Murray phase of yeah. his career. Oh sure. He like in real life, he bought a tank <laughs> and cooks eggs on it. Yeah, I've seen with it with epic, epic meal food. time. Yeah, epic meal like, time. Yeah. What the f- like? He just he knows how ridiculous he is. Now, yeah. And he does not give a shit. Doesn't doesn't care. And that's he's he's become his own Denny Crane. You gotta watch. Uh, Love uh, that. You gotta watch the Last Stand, which was like his first movie back after being the governor. Um, it's on Netflix. We like started it at your house one day. We did. Um, I think after your graduation, I watched like the first twenty minutes of it. It's like him. Huh? It's got Luis Guzman. 
Uh, Forrest Whitaker is like an FBI agent. What? Uh, Johnny Knoxville's in it. It's great. What? It's really fun. That is the weirdest cast I know. I've ever heard. I know. It's really weird. It's really fun though. Uh, it's like it's. I want. I want Schwarzenegger to make more. To make just a million movies like that. But he's also got this other movie coming out uh, called Maggie, where he is a guy whose daughter. It's like a zombie apocalypse movie. But it's very small scale. It's just like he's a father and his daughter gets infected. And it's like him trying to take care of his daughter while she like slowly turns into a zombie or something. That's not the one with Aubrey Plaza, is it? No, no, no. That's that one already... I do want. I want to see that one too. Actually. I think – I feel like that one may have come and gone already. I heard it wasn't very good. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Um, I've, I've started uh, Parts and Rec. Oh, yeah. Well, so. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, this one's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be much more serious though. Um, so, you know – bearded schwarzenegger like in a character i think abigail breslin plays his zombie daughter so um so yeah no i mean i'm I'm excited for you know where schwarzenegger's career seems to be going these days he's making some interesting choices so Mm. and he still keeps talking about making a conan movie so i'm all about that wait making another conan movie yeah where he's old like Conan? Yeah, where he's like old man Conan who's like a king and it's like one last See that actually one of, last adventure see, see for that, old King that, Conan. That, that, that yeah. premise actually makes sense. Absolutely. So And it's so fantastic, literally fantastic yeah. to begin with anyway, that that's totally believable. No, Why I'm, the fuck I'm not? On board for that. Yeah. So I would I would I mean how many Conan movies are there already with James Earl Jones? Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer. Oh, that's right. I could have The Destroyer you. is the second one. Uh, which I one, which don't, one has James, James Earl Jones? Jones is in the Barbarian. He is he the villain? Uh, he might be. I don't know. Uh, the second one. Oh man, we should watch these movies because I don't remember these movies really at all. No, neither do I. Conan the Destroyer. Uh, also features Grace Jones from the James Bond movies. Yeah. Uh, Livia Dabo, she of the Wonder Years fame. And uh, she was on uh, that wait, wait, episode. Wait, wait. Of, she's the it... older sister on on the Wonder Years. Oh, the she wasn't bl- Winnie Cooper. She was the, the blonde. blonde one? Yeah, she's oh. the one. She was on the episode of Next Generation. Where she was like a Q, and she didn't know it. And Q comes and gives her powers. Oh, that was her. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but more importantly, oh, it also inclu- it also features Will Chamberlain. What? Will Chamberlain as a character named Bombata. We need to watch this movie because I don't remember this we, movie should, at all. Should we, should we pause on Terminators and? There's only two of them. I mean, we could, no, we should definitely do Terminators. I think we should just watch those movies we in life. Do, we could do a Conan double feature. Like Conan one, double. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Look, I'm okay with that. So. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, I think it's uh, it's about that time. Bedtime for Bonzo, if you will. Um, so <laughs> Bart, thank you for joining me on this uh, epic quest as always mm-hmm. uh you know your your input and your fast your, your big comfortable home with loud grandfather clocks always <laughs> appreciated well i think we i mean probably get one more in here I yeah don't know. there you go they're gone for a little while uh but uh you can follow along uh, as i said on the blog at dailyscreening.com uh of course on uh, twitter and facebook and instagram at daily screening uh, and of course, uh, you can listen to the podcast here on iTunes uh, and on SoundCloud, uh, and rate us and review us. People find the show, and uh, you know, you know, keep building that audience. So, yeah. Uh, I hope you've had fun listening because we've certainly had fun talking. Have a lovely evening and a fantastical tomorrow. 